Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, God. indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, and we endeavor to bring to you the news from a constitutional and principled perspective. No fake news here, just fact news. Uh, Beware the Ides of March. (laughs) We were talking about Marco Antonio yesterday. <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't yesterday. I had the day off yesterday. Two days ago. Two days ago. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to put that out there because today is the day that Julius Caesar is assassinated in uh, the year 44 AD. Stinks for him. Stinks for him. Man, we've got, I'm glad we got a double shot today because we've got a lot to cover today. Lots going on in the news. I wanted to talk about uh, something that we have going on. These, this, let me just say, this is bigger than Watergate. This is bigger than the uh, uh, Russian collusion put together. Bigger than Watergate, bigger than Russian collusion put together. This DOJ release that the uh, Department of Justice directed uh, the prosecutors of the Department of Justice to not re- to not prosecute Hillary Clinton. I, I and it's no it's nowhere. There's like silence in the news. People are not talking about it. It's at least not talking about it the way it was yesterday. The headlines yesterday or the, the headlines on Thursday. We're all about uh, how how um, how Donald Trump was making fun of uh, uh, Beto Rourke's hand movements when he speaks, mm-hmm. and then uh, now we have coming out came out Friday and this weekend the 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 mainstream media uh, cover up of the cover up. So now they're trying to backtrack and say, well, it's not really as big as it what it really was. Nobody was really covering for Hillary Clinton. But here's the thing. You can say what you want, but the reality is this is a bipartisan cover-up. We have both parties covering this up. And I just wanted to bring this up because I want to play a clip from Lindsey Graham. Because remember, we have Texas Republican 
uh, uh, Ratcliffe, who's the one that says, oops, I guess this is the transcript is going to come out of my investigation, so I better let everybody know what it says, right? I, I, that's the only reason this is coming out, because somebody found a transcript and somebody is leaking a transcript, and now everybody who was in that hearing, Republicans and Democrats alike, who knew exactly what was said, that uh, Loretta Lynch conspired that the Department of Justice conspired, the federal prosecutors all conspired to protect to protect Hillary Clinton. Now it's out, and everybody's got to start talking about it. Oh, what happened? Why didn't they start talking about it when it happened? That's the problem. So look at this. But CNN says it's not true. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I told you. I told you. It's all, it's all now coming out. Well, of but course they have to say. did you see why? No, why? You see their justification? Uh-uh, tell me why. I got to know this. So so it's not so... That's you why know, you Trump, have that sheepish grin on your face. Yeah, so CNN, so get this. <laughs> CNN says uh, that this assertion uh, contradicts or, or is not supported by, uh, what did it say, uh, Page's testimony or the conclusions of independent investigators. Why? Because it says... The Justice Department did its own internal investigation, and they said there was no bias. So, see, <laughs> it's not true. So the fact that she, <laughs> the fact that we have a transcript let's, let's, of her let's slow sworn, down on that. okay, the people accused of bias investigated themselves and said there was no bias. That's CNN's level of expert journalism. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? You have a transcript taken by a recording that happened contemporaneously when she was under oath, right? She is under oath and we have it in writing and now all of a sudden that's not true because the Department of Justice internal investigation shows us, I told you, they're all covering it up now and the Republicans want it covered up too because they said nothing. They said nothing when they, JC, here's the thing that I want to know coming out of that meeting. What were they talking about when they came out of that hearing after hearing Lisa Page say, Loretta Lynch, the Department of Justice, it came down, we cons they conspired with, there's, there's now testimony that, or, or possibility that they conspired with Barack Obama. We've got implications of Loretta Lynch, Barack Obama, James Coney, the entire prosecutorial department of the DOJ conspiring to cover up for Hillary Clinton. What were the Republicans saying when they left that hearing? And what were they thinking when the media was talking about, like what CNN is saying, we did the internal investigation and there was no bias? Yeah, we investigated ourselves and there was no bias. Well, we weren't biased. That's you, what we discovered. We weren't, but we looked in the mirror and we asked ourselves if we were biased. And we answered back to ourselves, we're not. <laughs> so there you go. That's like the history lesson that I teach on the Constitution where Henry I is investigating. You know, he, he searches the land to find his grand tribunal. He, he handpicks an independent 
Council. Council, yeah, to investigate whether he's at fault for the death of his brother or not, right? Because Henry didn't actually kill his brother. It was just somebody's from Henry's hunting team that killed his brother, which coincidentally makes Henry king. But watch this now. So Ratcliffe, we, we, we don't get this testimony. This is the point I'm trying to make here as well. We don't get this testimony when it happens. We don't get it 30 days later. We don't get it three months later. We get it nearly a year later and only when it is found that there's a transcript that is about to be released. And then Ratcliffe, who does the questioning, right? He's, he's, he's probably the only politician in the room who can say, well, you know, I was there, but I wasn't paying attention at the time. Right. So they let him come out first. I was I was, you know, he couldn't say I wasn't paying attention because he was the one that was actually doing the questioning. So here we have Ratcliffe breaking this story months and months and months later, nearly a year later. Oh, um, my bad. This is what happened. But nobody's talking about the fact that it was not let out. Now, watch, watch, JC. They're going to come start creeping out of the woodwork all of the Republicans that were there, and they're now going to have this big story. Oh, it's a big cover-up. The Democrats and the media were covering this up. It's all the Obama administration, DOJ, covering this up. Listen to what, I hope this works. Listen to what Lindsey Graham has to say here. They short-circuit the Clinton email investigation because they wanted her to win, and they knew if they charged her, she might lose. Did they start the Russian investigation against Trump as an insurance policy in case he did win? So he says the Justice Department short-circuited the Clinton email investigation because they did not want to charge Hillary because they were afraid she wouldn't win the election. Mm -hmm. And then he asked the question, did they then start the Russian investigation as an insurance policy against Trump if he won? Right. So my question is... Well, that's what Page said. I mean, that's how Lisa Page characterized it and struck as their, their insurance policy. Well, here's my, here's my question. Where was Lindsey Graham months ago? And he wants to talk about the fact everybody, see, here's the problem. The, the, the conservative news is, the story from the conservative news is going to be this. The big Obama administration cover-up, and Lindsey Graham says the cover-up was to make sure that Hillary Clinton had a chance to win. Does that mean the silence by the Republicans from this hearing were quiet so they could make sure that Hillary Clinton had a chance to win. Lindsey Graham said that's why the DOJ didn't press charges was so that Hillary Clinton might win. Why didn't the Republicans who were in this hearing come forward with the testimony that the Department of Justice was covering for Hillary Clinton? I Seriously, you're too silent for me, but Gosh. nonetheless, it's just... How do you answer that? I mean, how, what do you know? Why, why do they do what they do? I mean, this is like, this is not unusual. This is typical behavior for all of these guys. So what is the answer? They're controlled by some sort of third party. Who is that? I don't know. Well, I think the answer, I think the the, the fundamental answer is 
that we, the American people, have got to realize and wake up in mass. Now, I know the Liberty First Brigade, your guys are your guys are on board. You guys are all up on this. But we got to start waking up our friends and family members and saying, look, you've got to let go of this tribalism well, because this is never going to change. Yeah. So that would be my question. Yeah. Is, you know, not, why did they do this? Why did they do that? This is this is like what they always do. Right. So the real question is, how is it? that Republican voters continually support these people, continue to reelect them. You know, I mean, of course, the obvious answer is they think just like them. That's all I know. Well, it's tribalism kills. And it's actually, unfortunately, the exact same thing that George Washington talked about in his farewell address. He called them factions. We call it tribalism. But it is actually destroying the liberty in America. The same people who are out screaming and yelling against Barack Obama are now trying to uh, exercise the same executive authority in the hands of their guy. And that's that's the problem. Well, and they always play nice with the Democrats, and Democrats don't do the same. Right. So they always lose. Right. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall in his awesome Hot Wheels t-shirt. I'll say this, (laughs) Republican leaders are just very adept at being inept yeah that that is just their mo i don't i don't really understand why they do that but that's who they are so this is one of those things here's the question are they inept or is it actually on purpose I can't think that they're not uh, at this point in time you've i don't think they're that smart i can't believe they're that stupid yeah i don't think i can't believe they're that stupid i think that they're actually this is this whole situation reinforces all of their own power reinforces because remember it's it's just a flip of the coin i right? just feel like watching, it's all about building power i understand for sure uh but i i just i always feel like having watched you know politics for for several decades uh, the general characteristic, it always seems like the Democrats are much more crafty and politically savvy than the Republicans. So I think you can attribute a lot more uh, stupidity, you know, you, you can attribute these actions to stupidity more than you can the Democrat. I mean, Democrats are, you know, ill-educated, and I mean, mm-hmm. they. it's like Reagan said, it's not that they're dumb, they just know a lot of a lot of stuff that's not so. So their their minds full of nonsense. The Republicans, on the other hand, you watch them. So many of them can know the right things. Now, again, I believe a lot of those, you know, in certain situations, yeah, they're they're not ignorant of what they're doing. They're doing it on purpose. But some stuff like this, where they, in these cases where they don't take advantage, right? They don't take, um, how would you say it? They don't take the poll position, you know, over the Democrats. They they're just they have have this propensity to. Uh, to take the losing track, and 
so I, you know, on that in that regards, I think there's some, yeah, that are clearly Republicans that were in bed with Hillary Clinton. I mean, John McCain loved Hillary Clinton. You know, folks like that. Um, and then there are others that are that are stupid. So I think it's a combination of ineptitude uh, and corruption. Speaking of the same old game, Donald Trump tweets out new evidence that the Obama-era team of FBI, DOJ, and CIA were working together to spy on and take out President Trump. That's just weird how he talks about himself like that. And all the way back in 2015. <laughs> um, you know, I actually tweeted back to Donald Trump on this one. Yeah. I said, uh, dear real Donald Trump. The FBI, the DOJ, and the CIA have been spying on the American people since 2001, at At least, least. until 2001 when they made it legal to spy on us, and that's why we need to get rid of NDAA. So welcome to the party, Mr. President. Welcome to the world of the general population. Yeah. So here's the thing. Okay. This is going to make friends and and not going to make friends and may make friends. But Ted Cruz issues his statement as to why he supports uh, he supports Donald Trump's declaration of emergency to fund the bill, the border security. I'm being very careful. It is a declaration of emergency to fund the wall. That's what it is. That's the only thing. The only reason they assert that Donald Trump has to declare a national emergency is so that he can redirect funding to to engage in this border security. I and I want to say at the outset, okay, because I I think looking objectively, it's a very thoughtful. It's a very thoughtful response. It's a very uh, thought out. However, Mm -hmm. the problem with it, there are a couple, and I see a couple glaring and repetitive uh, problems where, in general, he just simply mischaracterizes the nature, number one, of the argument, number two, of the national emergency. And so the entire argument— And the solution totally mischaracterizes the solution. He doesn't even include, really, solutions, but— you know, but his whole the whole the whole argument is really built on an initial mischaracterization, right? You know, and people do that. You lay out the boundaries of the argument, like you control the argument, so you go ahead and define what the argument's about. Even well, and though, he's an expert debater, so yeah. that's exactly what he's going to do. So some of his points, they're they're it's it's really funny because I look at the and he listen, you know, he numbered them, and I look at the things and I agree with. A, you know, a bunch of the meat of it, right? And then you find this little poison pill. Like he wraps good arguments in these little poison pill wrong arguments. So it's a really, it's a really sort of all over the place. How now? The thing about it, we already know the character of Cruz is always trying to triangulate, you know, to be liked. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. So welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. You can go to uh, Senator Ted Cruz's website and uh, cruz.senate.gov and read his statement. I have it up on YouTube here if uh, YouTube doesn't take us down this week. (laughs) 
<laughs> They're giving me such a fit. But uh, the thing that gets me, and I'm not, we're not going to have time to go through the whole thing, but I just want to point out some things. He has three points, one, two, and three. And the thing that irritates me is number three is the Constitution. Yeah. Number three is the Constitution. Number one is security. Number two is security. And number three is the Constitution. And it just really, really bothers me. And, and, and Well, he doesn't make a constitutional argument. He doesn't. He, he says the Constitution matters, and it matters to me, and it mattered to me under Obama, and here's how I fought Obama when it mattered to me. But and, now it doesn't matter to me because now what is important is federal law, yeah. which is now— because that's, that's his whole thing. He shifts. He, he shifts, shifts from the Constitution, and he says, President Trump is acting pursuant to explicit statutory, statutory authority. Statutory authority is not the same thing as constitutional authority. So he just spent the whole, you know, the whole first paragraph, first part of the paragraph saying, I support the Constitution. It's important. It matters. I fought against Obama, blah, blah, blah. But Trump has uh, feder- the authority of federal law. That's what he says. So he doesn't say well, he has constitutional Well, that's what these authority. people do a lot, JC. They start talking about the Constitution and then they bring in federal acts. Because then they can they can make those who hear who don't know any better uh, subconsciously equate federal acts with the Constitution. Because remember, the majority of Americans are taught today that the Constitution through the Supremacy Clause. If you Google the Supremacy Clause, Google will tell you that federal law is supreme over state and uh, state constitution and state law. So when you build an argument the way. Ted Cruz did here. When you build an argument the way he did, you say, okay, I support the Constitution. I've spent my, he says, I have my whole life, I have fought for the Constitution. The Constitution protects our fundamental liberties, and every president should be bound by it, whether Republican or Democrat. He says, I took an oath to uphold the Constitution, and I made that promise to the people of Texas. Like you said, then he says, when President Obama violated the Constitution through executive amnesty, I led the fight against that lawless action. Now, here's what he says. Unlike President Obama, here, so what was the argument about President Obama? President Obama's act was what? Unconstitutional. Unconstitutional. So, unlike here, President Trump is acting pursuant to the Constitution? Nope. No. Pursuant to statutory authority. You see how he puts those up there on the same plate. Even by drawing the contradiction between the way Barack Obama acted and now the way Donald Trump is acting, he's equating federal law with the Constitution. And this is the problem with Mr. Cruz. I'm sorry, Mr. Cruz, but this is why, unfortunately... Donald Trump labeled him as lying Ted because you know, everybody out there listening knows Mr. Cruz knows the Constitution very well. So he is absolutely not saying this out of ignorance. So then the only conclusion is he's triangulating what he's saying. In other words, he's lying because uh, he know he, he so he so that little switch that he does it's mm-hmm. not an accident. He, he, a person like Ted Cruz, who knows the Constitution as well as he does, you he doesn't do that on accident. He can. He has read the Supremacy Clause. No, he he knows. You have to know he knows what the Supremacy Clause says, 
and what it means. Well, and we also, you also learned that by reading the rest of his statement, because mm-hmm. this is where the dissonance comes in, right. the contradiction. He says, oh, he has support. And then he goes on in the in the next paragraph, which is larger than all the rest, um, criticizing and critiquing the National Emergencies Act and saying that it needs to be fixed, that it that it's subject to abuse and all this sort of stuff. So he says, indeed, it is easy to imagine a future Democratic president, not a future Republican, of course, but a future Democratic president using this statute to try to implement a radical far left agenda over the will of Congress and the American people. Not over the Constitution, not beyond the Constitution, but over the will of Congress and the American people because Ted Cruz is a federal supremacist. I don't, no, I don't believe he's a federal supremacist. He is is a a pragmatic uh, triangulator. Oh, so he's he's the guy that that sacrifices principle on the altar of pragmatism. Correct. He does not, I don't, Ted Cruz does not support federal federal supremacy. He crafts his actions, his behavior, his statements, uh, depending on what light he wants to put himself in, you know, in the, whoever his target audience is, mm-hmm. the voters usually, uh, when he's angling for some office. And, and I'm not trying, I mean, I'm not trying to run the guy down. I'm not trying to be offensive. That's just who he is, how he acts. That's what we've seen. Um, you know, you make your own conclusions where you think that makes makes him a bad guy. But here's the thing, what you just said. Uh, when he says this thing can be used to override the will of Congress to to operate outside the the you know the legislative power, right? So if you put these statements together, if you follow his reason logically, then he's just told us what he's trying to sell to us is there is a provision in the Constitution because he's claiming now he's using the, mm-hmm. the the sleight of hand with the terms, but we're supposed to interpret that as the national, what the president is doing is constitutional. So therefore, if we put that together, then he's saying the constitution, now there's some sort of constitutional power that allows or enables the president to bypass the will of the legislature. Okay. So he's saying that there is something that, that lets the president violate separation of powers that's in our constitution, right? Otherwise this act would be unconstitutional. Therefore the president's actions will be unconstitutional. But he also asserts. So he's contradicting himself. Right. But he also asserts through this argument that there's some provision within the constitution that allows Congress to create power that's not even delegated or authorized through the Constitution, not only create that power, but then transfer a wholly new created power to the executive branch. And that's what I'm talking about. So So I think you could say he doesn't... Absolutely insane. He doesn't, based on this, he doesn't support, because you can't say... Ted Cruz doesn't understand. I right. I know this man knows the Constitution very well, so he has rejected the uh, he has rejected separation of powers because he rejected says, the Constitution as the rule of law. By the way, so has Mike Lee. So has the conservative Tea Party Mike Lee because Cruz. I thought he voted again. I thought he. No, listen he was, to me. Okay. Cruz, in his explanation, in in saying this needs to be fixed. He says, that's why I support Mike Lee's Article 1 Act. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And the Article 1 Act says that the Congress has the power to either, basically the, the national emergency goes away in 30 days unless Congress 
says it's okay. So Mike Lee and Ted Cruz are saying that the Congress can amend the Constitution, can give the, the, the so Mike Lee and Ted Cruz is saying the Constitution authorizes Congress, contrary to the separation of powers, authorizes the legislature to create and then transfer powers to the executive branch mm-hmm. without a constitutional amendment. Right. So so Mike Lee and Ted Cruz, and you said this was the offend everybody segment, mm-hmm. but but that's the logic of it. Article, the Article One so Act, the, if it if, says that, then those two gentlemen who we believe are constitutional conservatives or constitutionalists, whatever, uh, they do not accept separation of powers. And they say Congress can give the president powers that the Constitution does not give him. So then that brings to question, why did Mike Lee vote against Donald Trump's exercise of power through the, the the National Emergencies Act. Why was he one of the senators who would say who said, I'm not going to I'm going to vote to override the president's authority here? It wasn't because he believed and knew that the national like like Rand Paul said, that the National Emergencies Act is an unconstitutional act. It's an unconstitutional dele- uh, creation of power. It is a violation of separation of powers. It's not necessary even for what it has to be done so uh, if if well that mike lee believes that the national uh, emergency act is actually amendable because then if it's amendable that means it's constitutional right yeah all they're basically all they're basically doing is well i guess they're taking away uh, maybe maybe it's in the details uh, and i haven't read the act so let me be devil's advocate for a second maybe maybe no 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 listen no listen because the Mer- the National Emergencies Act, you know, creates some powers. So maybe he's maybe there because he said they're restricting it and taking stuff out. So maybe they're taking the parts out that come up with these extra constitutional powers. I mean, but, but see, maybe JC, the, emergency- the whole National Emergency Act is an unconstitutional authority. Even Congress does not have the authority to declare an emergency. Congress has the authority to declare war. They have a, 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 an authority to uh, repel invasion and domestic insurrection. They don't have, what we need to understand as Americans is this, this national emergency is just simply a kind way of saying martial law. And we can't allow this to, to stay in the vernacular of Congress. Yeah, and it's also, it's also think about this, it's also a way of saying amend the constitution yeah i mean you're basically it's congress is amending the constitution and this is this is what these two via via congressional act right not through the amendment process and so that's what these two constitutional conservatives are supporting they're saying that it is appropriate to alter the constitution without a constitutional amendment so if they want the president if we as a nation think that we now you know there are uh, there are crises and emergency situations that don't rise to the level of war that the framers did not anticipate, and we somehow we now see that we need some contingency for these kind of things. If we as a nation believe that at this point, the the way to do that under the rule of law is to amend the Constitution. Otherwise, these guys who are constitutionalists are are really saying we no longer need the constitutional process. We now have a simply a ruling Congress. 
Well, here's the argument. Well, we don't, national emergency is necessary because Congress won't have time to declare war. And if we get attacked, how do we respond? Those are two falsehoods. When uh, Japan attacked Hawaii, it took less than a day to declare war on Japan. Not only right. that, if we are actually being an attacked and invaded by another country, the declaration of war is just perfunctory because it automatically invokes our right to defend ourselves. I'm only a stranger here. I'm a long, long way from my home. And I'm going to change all the things I find. The Chris Van Hall Show. Welcome back. There we go. <laughs> Had the mute button going there. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about Ted Cruz's statement about why he uh, voted in favor of the use of national emergency powers by the president to fund the border. I want to I want to get into, you know, you're right, JC. I just want these people to come out and just be honest and say, look, we don't think the Constitution's adequate anymore. Uh, so we need to we need to bypass it. We need to amend it. Stop trying to make excuses. Stop inventing laws and start just being honest and let us deal with the issues from an honest perspective. Senator Cruz tries to take the middle ground is yeah. what he tries to do. Well, he makes one statement. This is the one that I was talking about the solutions, JC. He says, quote, we cannot end this emergency without securing our southern border. And we cannot secure our border without building a wall. Now, those two statements, I will say the first half of that statement could be true. But the second half of the statement is not necessarily so. We don't have to build a wall to have adequate border security. As a matter of fact, in previous shows, we've shown that there are ter- certain uh, terrains that that. We don't need to build a wall. We just need border security. But the idea that we cannot secure... See, this is another one of those correlations that he makes subconsciously. You can't end the emergency without securing the border. We cannot secure our border without building the wall. And he leaves it like that, JC. The real issue is, why isn't he talking about the other ways to secure the border that are constitutional? There are ways to secure the border. We have talked about this on the show, how Donald Trump has access to certain funding that he could use. Even uh, who is even might know it was um, Chaffetz. Even Chaffetz published a whole article about how Donald Trump has access to funding that he doesn't need National Security Act to, to do this funding. Not only that, I'm sorry, if Ted Cruz is not a federal supremacist guy, then why isn't he saying my people in the state of Texas have a sovereign authority to secure their own borders? We don't need the federal government's permission. We don't need their legal uh, act to do it. We, I am calling out right now to the, to the people and the government of Texas to start working together with the other states to secure the border. I can answer that question. Okay. Once again, not, it, it has nothing to do with federal supremacy. It's politics. 
it, for him to do that means that he would, at least in, a, in the political view, as far as political optics are concerned, that would put him in a position of opposing President Trump. This entire decision is about, one, supporting, right, being on Trump's side, okay, because it's Texas. And then it's about, you know, his Because base, his Texas people want to be on Trump's side. Well, his Texas, they want the border secure yeah. is what they want. And, but he should and, be teaching them how to do it constitutionally. Right. So then they see this as the answer, as the solution. And so that's what he, he's trying to triangulate what does not put him in a bad political light. Right. And he makes he makes some bad argument. I mean, it's, what's disappointing, some of these statements, how he it's really kind of bully argumentation. Mm-hmm. Notice how he says, um, you know, this issue is to answer one question, whether there is an ongoing emergency at the southern border. This doesn't answer that question. No, he does not. Issuing he does the not national emergency the doesn't, that doesn't answer that there is a crisis. This is what you do in reaction to a crisis. So if you, you've already, basically the crisis is a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. or you're not voting for this in the first place. Right. So, that's, that's, so he changes the topic and then it's about, you know, we need to secure the border. That's, it's not the problem with this, with this national emergency. That's not the issue. Yes, we need to secure Rand the border. Paul yes, there's a problem. Rand Paul wants to secure the border. Yes. Rand Paul we thinks there's a crisis. Want thinks there's a crisis. We believe there's a crisis. We want the border secured, but we want to make sure that we respect and maintain the Constitution yeah. along the way. Don't shred it Be- in the process. Because otherwise, what, what Cruz said, the Democrat president that comes along will use this, and there'll be no way to stop it. Because what Cruz is saying is, oh, we'll create an amendment that will limit it. Trust us. We'll limit our power ourselves. When we uh, come back for the second half, we're going to have a Supreme Court uh, giving an opinion that now we can sue gun manufacturers for gun crimes. And we're also going to talk about the Southern Poverty Law Center again. So get with us on the second half on the other side. <laughs> 